Sunday poor. We are back. Second show of the week. We are inching closer and closer to baseball. Crawling to the start line. We hope. Forget about the finish line. It's crawling to the start line. Uh, taping this on July 9th, 2020. It is the nine-year anniversary of Derek Jeter's 3,000th hit. So we're going to touch on that, our memories and so forth. I have a pretty adventurous story that took place around the time of Jeter's 3,000. So let me bring in my co-host, my cousin Ant. What's up? What are you drinking? Where were you nine years ago? All right. Well, uh, first I got – I didn't go out and get your lemonade Uh, uh, this time around. I was out today and I was by a local brewery. I got – it's Front Porch Brewing. And the beer is called When I Rest. And it's a German-style Pilsner 5.2. All right. So uh, doing all right. I'm going to crack it open. I'm going to give it a quick taste test for you. Quick review. Yeah, you know. My, I'm not very good at the reviews, but... Uh, <laughs> Hopefully it gets higher than a 5.2. Yeah, well... I'm sure the, if... if the first one doesn't get a 5.2, the third and the fourth one will. Right. All right. Of course. Good looking, good looking beer. Pilsner colored, a little dark. Not dark, but, you know, like a dark golden color. Very nice. Full bodied. That's a, yeah. All right. Who's giving a review here? <laughs> <laughs> smells hoppy for a Pilsner, but, you know, hometown brewery. See? <laughs> That's all right. Okay. All right. There's your review. <laughs> Sold. Uh, let's see. Nine years ago, um, I was uh, on my way. It, it was my wife's um, what, bridal shower. And okay. Then I was in the car, headed down south a little bit. And not south. South Stanford, not south like Florida. Yeah. So I had it on the car, and I'm weaving in out of traffic, probably running late. And, uh, yeah, heard heard John up with the call, started beeping the horn, laying the horn, <laughs> going nuts. That was it. That's my, my story wasn't anything uh, crazy except for wait, wait, I've heard a million Derek Cheater hits in the car. Sure. And that was uh, number 3,000. was no different. And it was pretty cool. And John, of course, did not. Did not undersell number 3,000. <laughs> Painted a picture for you. Felt like you were there. <laughs> I, don't know, I don't know about that. I felt like I was John for a minute. It's like Picasso, <laughs> you know? Shit's all over <laughs> the place. Something like that. <laughs> yeah, so that's that. I know you, uh, I remember you were, you had been going to the games all week, I think. I don't know how many games <laughs> you went to that week trying, well, to, trying to get there. but Yeah, we almost went to Cleveland at one point. <laughs> uh, that was a serious possibility. Oh, by the way, I'm drinking. I would no- I would normally never just throw in what I'm drinking, but because you didn't ask, I was. <laughs> I, I was. <laughs> I'm drinking uh, a spiked Arnold Palmer's and Tito's. Uh, homemade spiked Arnold Palmer's, or no? It's one of the, is... the six pack I bought. Okay. Yeah. All right. Uh, I had so already t- started also... drinking, and I, know, I just felt like I needed a little something more than. So Tito's does it. Tito's like like 
Tito's bottles that or whatever the fuck? No, I actually put Tito's in a glass and then put the Arnold Palmer. Spike oh, it's homemade. Oh, oh, okay. I thought you meant <laughs> okay. that I make a homemade Arnold Palmer, like lemonade and iced tea. I'll count that as homemade. Oh, all right. Yeah, it is it's homemade. good enough. It's good enough. <laughs> Not bad. Not bad. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, there was talks of almost ending up in Cleveland. Leading up to the 3,000 pit, it was a lot of home games. There was a series in City Field. So there wasn't too much, uh, you know, traveling plans made, possible travel plans made. Uh, so it all started, I guess, the, his 3,000 pit was on a Saturday. So there was a game Thursday night. Okay. We, had, we had tickets for Friday night's game. All right. Mm-hmm. Now, Thursday night, we risked not going. It was a, it was a bit of a risk because he was three away going into Thursday's game. He was slumping, though. He was, was he, yeah, he was slumping a little bit. He was, he was pressing a little bit at the plate. Yeah. Uh, but still, it, it was the first game of a quick homestand leading into the All-Star break. So it was still a risk. Like he could easily get three hits tonight. But we decided, well, let's hang on to our Friday. Obviously, hang on to our Friday tickets. So it's, we'll, we won't go. Um, I think I want to say we had the Friday tickets a few months. Like, I feel like we had them like in, well in advance. Uh, and I remember being like, wow, I mean, that could be the night Friday night, you mm-hmm. know, around the all-star break. And he, mm-hmm. he started slumping. So it looked, it looked more and more realistic, but we were going no matter what we were going to find a way. Uh, so Thursday night he comes in three away. And I remember first step back, he like laced a double. And I was like, Oh no. I was like, tonight could be the night. Uh, so long story short, that game ended with him. He actually made the last out of that game. He almost legged out an infield hit. So, all right, he's two away now. We have tickets Friday night. Uh, we hop on the train. Obviously, you do what you do. I don't know, Metro North to a Yankee game. Yeah. Sit po- quietly and enjoy the ride. Yeah, you sit with your hands folded <laughs> and just stare out the window. Uh, no, you know, you drink a few beers or whatever. And I think I remember getting a text message uh, at some point. Maybe we were in Stanford. I think, yeah, because I think that's where we had to get off. And uh, I just get a, I get a text message or an update from ESPN saying the game had been postponed. I was like, oh, hmm. I mean, what a kick in the dick. You know, <laughs> you, know you, you think you're on the way to go see Jeter get his 3,000th. And, um, you get that text message. I just had to turn to, oh, by the way, the most important part of the story, I was with a uh, friend of the program, DPW MVP, Mikey Casino. <laughs> he, was, he was the guy I was going to go to Cleveland with if it, if it uh, came down to that. Um, he shows up frequently in these stories. He shows up frequently. Oh, yeah. He's the, uh, certainly the MVP of this story. Jeez. Um, oh, <laughs> so I, I believe we had to get off in Stanford. If I remember correctly. So maybe I found out, you know, a couple stations before that. So, I mean, you're all amped up. You're going to the game, you're drinking. And now you're being told to get off in Stanford and head back to New Haven with a very, very strong buzz. <laughs> I mean, maybe not as much of a buzz as I had five minutes before I'd heard about that. I heard about the rainout. Mm-hmm. Really sent you, really, uh, you know, sent you down. But all right. So now we have to, go back to New Haven. And as soon as we got back on the train to New Haven, I guess this was before 
I mean, there was definitely smartphones, but I guess this was before you could really do what you had to do, like on a StubHub app. Because I remember him calling his mother. Are you know what? And now I'm questioning the story. I think oh, we. No. I think he may have ordered the tickets on his phone, but it was before you could uh, use your phone to get into the stadium. Okay, right. So he had to call his mother to print us tickets and leave them in the mailbox for us when we got back. I gotcha. Okay. <laughs> I think that's how it went down. Who, I, I, should have, I should have interviewed him like I did for the Andy Bennett story. But I think, that's how, I think that's how it went down. So, I mean, just a complete bummer. We have to head back to New Haven. We try and make the best of it. We, uh, we hit Peppies in New Haven. Obviously, All right, back. One, a great pie, by the way. One of the t- top five pepperoni I think we've ever had. That's one. Wow. That's why I should have interviewed him to you confirm Jimmy, that. See, yeah, see where he ranked it. Yeah, to see if yeah, it like, stuck out to him or not. Yeah, and that's uh, after the disappointment like that, and you got like you said you had the little buzz going. Yeah, that pie could hit. That pie could go one way or the other. It could be like a super disappointment, or it could be. Uh, or it could take you home, and like you'll just just make everything better. And I'm glad that made things better. That's it did. It was worth. It was worth it. You know, picture of Genesee, which never disappoints. Always a ten out of ten. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um. So so after that, we go and we pick up the tickets at the mailbox. This is on for the local listeners. Uh, you know, Concord Street in New Haven. Sure, barbershop. Mm-hmm. That's where his mother, I don't know if she still lives there or not, but where she lived okay. there at the time, we go and pick up the tickets. And uh, I don't, all right, let's start with a little disclaimer. I don't condone some, if not all, of the behavior that took place in this story. But you're going to, I'm going <laughs> to, all right, let's, I'll just keep going. All right. it's, 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 a judgment, con- it's just a judgment free zone. Don't, it is the judgment free zone. It is. Statue of limitations is also up, which should be noted. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, might not, you might be judged more harshly by an actual judge. So, yes, by an yeah, actual judge or police. <laughs> right. Yeah, whoever. I don't think I know this story. By the way, I don't think I've ever heard this. Yeah, I've only told this story. I uh, I told it at his wedding. Uh, I was not there. Not. Yeah. <laughs> I wasn't in the middle of the dance floor telling it. I told it to a few of the groomsmen below the church. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't like I didn't tell it uh, in front of his in-laws, in front of like 200 people. It was a quick. Wow, this is basement weddings. Uh, yeah, story told in the basement before the wedding is crazy. Oh yeah, we had like three hours to kill because the the what do you call it? The party bus or whatever it's called had to go pick up the bridesmaids like a half hour, mm-hmm. 45 minutes away. Mm-hmm. So we just drank. We just drank in the basement of the. Uh, of the church waiting for them. Offered the, tried to get the priest to have one, but uh, he was cool enough that he was on board with us just drinking, like, out in basically the pews. <laughs> Wherever we were. We brought a cooler in. Did he bless it for you, at least? <laughs> no, I don't, I don't remember the blessing. Uh, uh, come on, Father. You got to throw a blessing. I would have been like, go, go, I should have had him go grab the, uh, what do you call it, the tomahawk chop thing. What is that thing where they sprinkle the water on you on Good Friday or whatever? I'm mixing up the religious <laughs> holidays. What's the one where they do where you, Palm Sunday? Maybe I don't know. What, I don't know what it's called. I I know what it is. I never I never pictured it as a tomahawk chop thing. Yeah, you know, he <laughs> just gives the 
Why, do we have to, to cancel that kind of blessing now? You might have to. <laughs> they priests got bigger, you know, fish to fry than uh, that's true. Yeah, the way they're blessing people on Palm Sunday or whatever. That's fair. Um, so yeah, we pick up the tickets, and we end up on uh, Townsend Avenue again for the local listeners. Apologize if you don't know these streets, but it's a kind of a main road in, in New Haven, like sub suburbish though. And uh, we're both <laughs> we're both on our phones. Which you shouldn't be doing, especially the driver. Um, and <laughs> and we just hear a thud at one point. Oh no! And just like what the fuck? And I look up from my phone and I'm like, oh fuck, he wasn't look. He definitely wasn't looking at the road either. I'm like shit. And I'm like, ah, it's probably nothing. <laughs> Fifty, you know, twenty-five seconds later, max. Uh. We just hear something like some something out of like Goodfellas, you know, when they're oh, when they're driving no. like opening scene of Goodfellas, like what? no, no. Um, so we ha- we have to pull into a gas station, uh, Forbes gas station, and uh, we're like, there's something, man. I think there's something in under the car. Something. It's got to be something. Um, we pull over there, and he he grabs. He grabs a bat out of his trunk and uh, he starts fishing around underneath the car. Oh, no. Like what? Shine a light on it, okay? I don't I I this is the part of the story. I I've, I've told this story like I said once, maybe twice to a couple people. This is the part of the story where I don't know how to describe exactly what he hit, but do you know what like the the crosswalk signs look like that they put in the middle? <laughs> Of obviously the crosswalks where like the white lines are. A crosswalk sign in the middle of the road. Yeah, right in the middle like of a, the road. Like a pla- like, like a picture in like one of those plastic ones that are, like wet floor like that. Like one of those yeah, kind of it things. looks kind of like that. Only it's bigger and taller and it's like weighted down. Okay, okay. Yeah, yes. it's made for the made for the street and not for some janitor to throw down. Yes, exactly. Right. That right. that is what is underneath his car, stuck inside his car. <laughs> so this. This kid pulls out. Of, we're in like the back of the gas station, trying to be discreet. And he's he's underneath his cart, just hitting it with the bat, trying to like jimmy it loose. All right. <laughs> Come on. As as he's doing this, all right, cop car pulls in, makes a beeline for us. Oh, <laughs> fuck! We're just like fucked. Cop comes up to us like. Everything all right here, gentlemen? I'm like, yep, everything's good. Are you, <laughs> are you sure everything's okay? I'm like, yeah, we're, off, we're all right, officer. He's like, all right, have a good night. Pulls away. I'm like, what? What? Like, the, everything does not look okay here right now. Like, I must have, like, <laughs> 10 minutes up in his shift or something and did not want to deal with whatever we were doing. As long as you criminals say everything's all right, then I guess you're all right. <laughs> yeah. So finally, we end up Jimmy. He ends up Jimmy and it loose, puts the thing in the back of his trunk, literally like it's a dead body. <laughs> and we go down. We go down the street to uh, Sports Haven, where uh, another, another friend of the program, Andy Bennis, had, was working at the time. Oh yeah, yeah, cool. we, yeah. We yeah. told we told him we were like, you know, I, I think we had plans to come down there as soon as we found out it was rained out. Uh, Bring a pizza at least. 
Nah, no pizza. Maybe ah, maybe in the, they're in the car or something, but no one else, there was probably no leftovers. <laughs> uh, so we we get we get there and I uh, have a few drinks at the at the bar. He ends up uh he was done right around the time we got there, I think. He he stays for a drink. So we leave, we're walking to the car, and uh Bennis, being the observant guy that he is, he looks at Casino's car and he's like, You have no front license plate. <laughs> and we're like, Oh no. Like, we could probably exp- – I don't know. I'm sure we had told him the story by this point, or maybe we hadn't. I, I don't remember that. Um, so now we literally have to go back to the scene of the crime. We, I mean, we don't know what we're walking into. We, we basically have to retrace our steps, or in this case, our tracks, whatever you want to call it. Um, so we have to go back the exact way we came, even check, like, the gas station parking lot just to find – this kid's front license plate. I mean, you can't have your front license plate out there, you know, flowing yeah. around. You just can't have it. I guess that cop, your cop was not up for promotion or anything. Not, not really going to be. Detective. Well, in the, <laughs> no, 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 not, uh, not Columbo in the least. Uh, <laughs> in his defense, he did pull up to the back of the car where we were. So I don't know if that's an excuse or, uh, or what, but, he didn't see the uh, he didn't see the front of the car, um, so again we have to retrace it. We have to come back, go back the exact way we came, look for this kid's license plate, and uh, you know we're, we're going the exact way, same same you know same direction we came until we finally get back to where the uh, crosswalk sign was in the middle of Townsend Avenue. If I had to guess where exactly it was, it was right around you know near St. Bernadette Church. Another landmark. Mm-hmm. Um, and we're like, oh, man. And as we get there, we look over. And I swear to God, the thing, the license plate was face down. It was almost camouflaged to where, like, nobody else driving would have been able to see it. Mm-hmm. It was obviously face, you know, if it was face up, you would have been able to see it was clearly a license plate. Yeah, yeah. Face down, you know, all you see is like a little bit of silver. <laughs> this is a good two to three hours later after we hit the thing. Only, only found it because you're looking for it. That's it. Yeah. That's wow. it. And, uh, yeah, we just like count our blessings. We grabbed the license plate <laughs> and uh, went to uh, Allegra's in Brantford to celebrate. <laughs> <laughs> Celebrate the perfect crime. Yeah. And the way he explains it, I think, is his the next morning his uh his father came outside and he had he had the crosswalk thing in the backyard and he had a screwdriver and he was just putting his license plate back on the front of his car, like sitting Indian style in front of it. Uh and I think I think he had tied I think he had tied one on a little bit more than I did because when he he picked me up the next day for the game, or I think maybe his maybe his father or sister did to drop us off at the train station. And he just showed up with a gallon jug of water and didn't, and, <laughs> and didn't touch a beer until maybe we were in like, you know, 20 minutes from the stadium. 
Oh man! And we yeah, and he like he, I I mean I had beer for myself. I think he ended up scoring a few from some other people. But then you know once you have one, you're uh, then you're off. You know, right back right back fast on the and wagon. running. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that was July eighth. <laughs> I, w- I wish I had a better story for you for July 9th. All we saw was a three thousand pit. Uh, yeah, you know we went to the dugout pregame, PBRs, buds inside, and um. Obviously, being Jeter being two away that day, um, and he even said it. I think he said if he didn't get it Saturday, he felt like he wasn't going to do it Sunday. Wow. He just he just felt like he had to do it Saturday. If he was one or two away Sunday, it wasn't going to get done. And they had a road trip after the All Star break. I forget exactly yeah. where they were going. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, so. He obviously comes up, and the, oh, and uh, Casino had he had tickets the, for the Sunday game for his father, so he was good. He was golden either way. Oh wow! And I I even told him I was like I'm gonna I'm coming tomorrow if he doesn't if he doesn't do it today. I was like I might not sit with you guys, but I'm grabbing a ticket. And the, and the thing <laughs> that sucked is we had to pay. We definitely had to pay off the ass for Saturday's game because we had got the oh, Friday yeah, tickets in advance, and. Um, the Friday tickets, obviously, I ended up selling though. It was like a makeup game in September, I think. Oh, it didn't get anywhere near what? <laughs> no, oh no, 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 I sold them for like ten dollars each because it, it, you know what? You know what game it ended up being? It ended up being the game after we clinched the division. So I mean, nobody oh, always the worst. Game nobody of the year. wanted those tickets. I sold them <laughs> for like five, ten dollars each. I forget exactly what it was on StubHub. <laughs> Uh, so you yeah. watch the B team will play. Exactly. Exactly. And, um, yeah, obviously, I mean, just, yeah, electric hit, coming up in the first inning base hit, uh, hitting the home run, which was just, I mean, an absolute bomb. And it was his third home run of the season. So, I mean, it wasn't like he, he was struggling to that point. Like you mentioned, he, yeah. um, I want to say, yeah, it was his third home run of the season. And, I mean, at the time he was hitting like around maybe 270, and he mm-hmm. took he definitely took off after that. And obviously, I mean the way it, the way the game ends up playing out is just insane. He goes five for five. Uh, another Robertson blows save leads to uh, Jeter Jeter heroics because Robertson came in in the eighth and gave up. Uh, I don't know if it was a thing or what, but ends up tying the game, set up Jeter in the eighth inning with the game winning hit. Um, just unbelievable, and it was it was probably the first time that I was in the new stadium, where I was like, okay, this place could rock. You know, like yeah. the two times I could think of yeah. is obviously the last Jeter's last game we were at when the place went nuts, basically for mm-hmm. nine innings until the walk off. Mm-hmm. Um, but even in '09, like I was at a playoff game and it just didn't feel. And we won the game, you know, the playoff game went to it. Just didn't feel. It just felt like a different crowd. It was tough to explain. There's something I, about I agree, I agree with you a thousand percent. You know that. Yeah, and there's something about Jeter that just brought out, like I said, Jeter's last game in Jeter's 2000 hit, just brought out um, just raw emotion in people. And I blame, I actually blame cell phones for a lot of this, the smartphone, because I feel like okay. everyone's on their smartphone. Everyone's on their smartphone yeah. either trying to videotape something or they're just they're just not paying attention to the game half the time. 
I don't know about that. You see other stadiums, man. The playoff atmosphere, the place is going bonkers from beginning to end. Like yeah. they, they go to, it's it's not yeah. the same though. It's not the same. Yeah, no, I'm telling you, man. You watch watch playoff game. I mean, whatever, whatever. You, you, I can say this now because you can't fucking call me out on it for a <laughs> year and a half. Yep. Uh, but I mean, this watch a playoff game. Any any other any other stadium is rocking from like the second TBS or Fox or whoever goes to that stadium. They yeah, are playoff rocking. games are different though. I'm just talking in general. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's fair. I, I think yeah, a, a random game in August or something is not going to have the same kind of like if you yeah if you look back at a big win the Yankees had back in the day in August, the place was nuts. Assuming it was filled. yeah, yeah, Yankees Red Sox something like that during yeah early two thousands or late late nineties yeah for sure yeah different 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 atmosphere, completely different. Yeah, now yeah. it's a little different. Obviously, the big playoff games, yes. Like I just mentioned, the two Jeter moments were huge. Um, yeah, but like you said, going to going to the playoffs before it, it didn't have. I mean, going to the playoffs now doesn't have the same feel as it might have had. No, in the past. I mean, we'll we'll see. I I, I think I think that kind of. I think this took a little bit off. Like the 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 run we had in when we lost to uh, uh, the Astros. Um, in the ALCS the first time around, not last year. So 17, yeah. Yeah, that I feel like was – I feel like the crowd was great. Yeah. That – that well, in the Bronx. Uh, well, they also uh, didn't lose a home game in that stretch either. Yeah, yeah. No, I, was, I mean, there's a lot it. to do with it. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I guess maybe they get undue credit, the crowd, because the team went on the field. But mm-hmm. – uh, Well, yeah, yeah, it was a different I, team. The crowd was hungry. Yeah. You have a whole new generation of fans that don't really know what it's like to win. Yeah, yeah. I think that's part of it. Like the the two thousand after oh nine, I would say um, the team got a little stale, and maybe the fan base did a little bit too. Let me say, they definitely got used to going to the playoffs, and ju- and just even an ALCS was not. Uh, as exciting as it should be, man. Like it, you, you would think going to an LCS would fire a, a, a fan base up, but it, it, just, it wasn't. It, you're right. The team was stale. Everyone was older. It wasn't an exciting team. They're just kind of going through the motions, winning the games because they, you know, maybe against watered down opponents or, or whatever the reason is, and just kind of finding a way to the playoffs, but not really having the firepower once they got there. And may, maybe that's why the fans didn't show up. Maybe that's why fans were kind of. Yeah, kind of dead during during that run. Um, the 2010 team still bothers me. I think more than anything that they didn't get back to the series that year. Yeah, I think we talked about that before. Did we? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, 2010 had a chance. I, <laughs> I forget what else you talked. There, there was a bad call, or uh, no? It was what uh, Girardi, what Girardi walked, did. <laughs> uh, Girardi walked David Murphy to get to Benji Molina. Right. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. We. Yeah. In depth. In depth conversation about about the. Oh, oh and what bothered me the most about that, I was watching an old game from 2011. So this is the year later when the Rangers yeah. were in the World Series. <laughs> yeah. And uh, <laughs> David Murphy was up batting eight. In Saint, so it's in St. Louis, pitchers on deck. Mm-hmm. And La Russa didn't intentionally walk David Murphy with the pitcher on deck. And it was like second and third. <laughs> now he still walked him. He pitched around him and walked him, but the fact that he didn't give him the free pass was like, 
Just, no respect. Yeah. The wor- it, to me, it's the worst. Even, I guess the Lindor call would be the worst thing Girardi ever did or didn't do, I guess. But the fact that they came back and won that series, I think, kind of cancels that out. The, the, yeah, the sure. walking of the David Murphy is something out there. It's the biggest black eye for Girardi in his tenure. It just bothers the shit out of me. <laughs> it, was, it was first pitch to Benji, too. It just a fastball that Burnett left over the plate, and he just crushed it. And the fact that he was that scared of David Murphy just, just grinds my fucking gears, man. It kills well, he me. Wasn't, he wasn't scared of him. He just thought that's what, that's what the computer in his head said. <sighs> computer was so wrong. <laughs> Idiot. That was... Ugh. Ah, it's all right. We should have traded for Cliff Lee is what it comes down to. The Rangers got him and they went to the World Series and we did. Yeah. Yeah. That's what it comes down to. I mean, they're always flirting with Cliff Lee back then and just never. Yeah. I was actually listening to Joe, or was it Joe and Evan, or maybe it was just Evan. He mentioned, uh, it was today, who, or yesterday, who the Yankees, uh, it was almost a done deal. They said who the, who the three guys that they offered oh, no. to Philly. It was Zach McAllister, who, who? You know, I think, was, oh, I think he ended up on Cleveland, maybe. Was this the, the catcher? Was he one of them, the, ca- the catcher they ended up trading yep, to he was uh, the centerpiece. Seattle? He was the centerpiece, oh, Montero. Oh, man. And our consolation prize was Big Mike Pineda. Oh, oh no. Yeah. yeah. Oh, the, oh couple the years, yeah. A couple years later. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I mean, I yeah, I just feel like we would have went back to the series if we uh, traded for – we should have won that series anyway. I don't want to use that as an excuse, but – it's all right. It's all right. A lot of ALCS. We four straight ALCS losses. So, water under the bridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh boy. Wow, for a break. Some, some, somehow, somehow <laughs> we took this this uh, this uh, this this show honoring this achievement, three thousand hits. Guy's number six in the all-time hit list, and we ended up talking about all the bad shit that came after 2009 instead of talking about this good moment from 2011. Yeah, well, I mean, good times, bad times. <laughs> they go hand in hand. Yeah, let's pause real quick for station ID, and uh, we'll come back and get into part two of this show. All right. All right, Sunday, poor back here on the nine-year anniversary of Jeter's 3,000th hit, just reminiscing a little bit. Um, I think at the time, Jeter became the – shit, I don't even know. I know there's 32 members of the 3,000 hit club, so he was probably 29, 30. Who the hell knows? I think he's, I think he's 28. 28, okay. I know Ichiro A-Rod came after him. Ichiro um, A-Rod, Pujols. Pool, oh, Pools, uh, right. Pools got three thousand after him. All right. And Beltray. Beltray. All right. That's another one yeah. I forgot about. I was actually in the park for A Rods too. Were you really? Yeah. A little less subdued. I I watched a lot of these today, man. And I that was the A Rod one was very weird. As weird as you would expect it to be, but yeah, very it was, weird. Yeah, I think it was first pitch too. Um yeah, it yeah. was uh yep. Yeah, that, was, that wasn't well. We had those tickets in advance too, so, but I think it was it was like a much cheaper ticket, obviously being a rod. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, I think we were probably in center field for that. Um, so yeah, I, like yeah, it was just a cool, 
just being a fan of baseball history, just being in the park for A-Rod. A-Rod and Jeter being two out of the three guys who have hit a home run as their 3,000th hit was uh, yeah, that is cool part of cool. Yeah, cool part of baseball history. Um, was not in the was not in the uh, park for Wade Boggs. That was, I believe that was at the Trop, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. Base, <laughs> base, baseball heaven. Yeah, yeah. a shopping mall. <laughs> uh, we what's the first three thousand? Just number three thousand you remember as a kid? Like, do you remember like maybe on Sports Center or maybe maybe following a guy? Anybody in particular comes to mind with like the first three thousandth hit? Um, uh, first one, so it was probably the nineties. Um, I mean, I remember yep. Gwyn. I remember Gwyn and Ripken. That happened around the same time, I think. Okay. Okay. Um, yeah, Gwyn. Gwyn was in ninety six. I'm sorry, Gwyn was in 99. Okay. And, uh... Oh, wait, wait, one. Where the hell was Ripken? Had to be around the same. 99. And, and, Ripken's in, and Ripken was in 2000, yeah. Oh, obviously Wade Boggs. I just mentioned Boggs. He had to be around that time, too. Yeah, Boggs was 99 also, yeah. All right. Uh, I'm trying to think anyone else. Actually, well, actually, Gwyn was August 6, 99, and Boggs was August 7th, 99. There you go. So, 99. Which is... That's wild. Um, Paul Molitor was sometime in the nineties. Was he a twin? Yeah. Was Mo- he a twin when he got three thousand? Uh, yeah, he was a twin. I remember him against- as a twin. I remember him as a twin because he was he was playing for the Twins in Wells' perfect game in ninety eight, mm. and that was right okay. around the time he probably got his three thousand. Um, ninety six. Ninety six. Okay, ninety six. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I would say those guys, like mid-90s guys, Mauder, Boggs, Gwynn, Ripken, those guys are probably my okay. first memory of the 3000 Hit Club. All right. Yeah, I don't okay. – the, the first one I remember is Robin Yount in 92. I don't know why I remember that. I remember, okay. Yount, I remember Yount and George Brett. They're both in 92. Yeah, I can't that, 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 that might have something to do with it. I was probably watching a lot of like baseball tonight with my father. Uh-huh. Like Sunday or whatever the Sunday it was Sunday night baseball show baseball tonight whatever yeah it was, it was baseball a lot tonight leading up to Sunday night baseball just watching a lot of that and it's funny because before you know Rod Carew did it and that was eighty five and Rod Carew is the only guy in the eighties to get three thousand to get the three thousand in the eighties seventy nine and then it goes back to seventy nine where there were two guys in seventy nine Lou Brock and Carly Strzemski. Okay. So, I mean, I got it's to me like the nineties. It happened not not that it happened often, but I feel like the, there was it happened more often. And I, I mean, it's, it happened once every once in a while. Obviously, it happened more often. But it's felt like occasionally you get these kind of older players popping up and creeping on that three thousand pit. Who's the last and, guy to do it? Pool holes. Yeah, pool holes. Okay. And uh, yeah, Miguel Cabrera is the closest right now. What's he at? Like twenty five hundred, twenty six, twenty twenty eight, fifteen. Oh, okay, close to that. Close he's twenty eight. He's real. Yeah, he's real close. Uh, yeah, not not having an entire season is going to hurt him a little bit. So he's going to need probably another. He probably would need two seasons to get there. Yeah. Uh, now, now he might need to get into that third season to uh, to make it. 
Right, right. Okay, so yeah, I wonder going forward how many guys. I mean, it, it's, I don't think it's going to become the way 300 wins is, which no one's getting, no one's going to get to 300 wins anymore. Yeah, that's not going to happen. It's, it's not. I don't think 3,000 hits is going to go like that. But I think with with the way guys their approach at the plate nowadays, I don't know if you're going to see as many guys get to 3,000 hits just because it's so much like home run strikeout. Yeah, it's gonna happen, but it's gonna be it's gonna be a lot more rare. A lot. I more mean, you rare. might you, you might you might see a decade go by, when the, in ten years when this group is getting up there, you might see a decade go by where you only see like Harper get there or something like that. Yeah, true. So like maybe- Trout, like, like Trout's probably gonna get there. Um, is Trout, so got, what's like, Trout like? Eighteen hundred? Is he? Is he at? Is he at two? No, Trout's thirteen twenty four, and he's twenty seven years old. So when I when See I if when he I, plays I, this when, year, when I <laughs> when I look at guys, you know, in their late in their late twenties or early thirties, I I I just map it out like if they get two hundred hits a year, which is hard enough, which is impossible to do. Nobody's, nobody's gonna get two hundred hits, you know, seven years in a row anyway. But I just like to look at it. So look, if you get 200 hits a year, how many, how many years is it going to take for you to get to 3,000? Mm-hmm. So Trout, if he gets 200 hits a year, and that's including this year, so the math is obviously a little bit off, he, it's going to take him over eight years to get there. So that brings him to 35. So you figure if he plays until he's almost 40, he's probably going to get there. Yeah, you would think so. You never know, though, because the thing that made Jeter great was consistency. And you see yep. so many of these guys – they just fall off once they hit, you know, 32, 33. Oh, yeah. Play, which play, I, which I think, I mean, that's basically what separates a good player, an all-star player from a Hall of Fame player performing into your 30s. I mean, it's what cost Mattingly probably the Hall of Fame, unfortunately. He was one of the best yeah. players in baseball, and then, you know, his back goes to shit. And, it, you know, he wasn't the same player when he was in his 30s. Um, so, yeah. And that being I'm, said, that's why, that's why Biggio's in the Hall of Fame, because he was able to hang on for 400 years. Right. And, yeah, we and know sneak. the deal. Compiler. Yeah. Oh, uh, he's such an over... I'd such a fucking overrated player, man. I, yeah. I, I, it's, like, look, I would take nine Biggios on my team, right? Like, I'd, lo- I'd love yeah, him as a ball player. Really he's good. Just, Very good player. He's just completely overrated, man. He is. I think if... Yeah, I mean, real fans know what Biggio is, you know. Perenni- so. perennial, perennial all-star. Is that like that's the best way to describe uh, was he a prior all star? I don't know how many all star games. Maybe all star caliber player. One, two, three, four, five, six, six all star appearances in all right, twenty. Maybe years. not perennial all star <laughs> caliber. Uh, um, two hundred hits. Two hundred hits once. Uh, he was a, he was a nice little player. He hit over 300, one, two, four times in his career. Well, batting average doesn't mean shit to people nowadays, so. I don't care. It means shit to me. And it meant shit in 1996. True. I mean, okay, well, bad example. <laughs> no, 2896. That's okay. No, yeah. it, it still means something. I don't know. It's just, it's not. It, it, was, it, was it was a great player, man. I, I mean, great. Being relative here, he's not great. He's not fucking Hank Aaron, right? Yeah, but he's, he's but he's just completely he's just completely overrated. He's not to me. He's not a Hall of Fame player. No, no. Do you think? Do you think Cano gets to three thousand? 
Uh, no, I didn't even write him down because that's how little really? I thought he had a chance. Yeah. Let's he see. Needs, only he needs acted. 430 hits. He plays for the Mets, though, right? Yeah, and I guess this and short season would hurt him. He he's 400, 400, 400, hit, 400 hits away. He's 36 years old. I mean, he's got to play until he's 40. He would, he would have to 41 play or 42. At best, 41. 40. At best yeah. this season and three more. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I don't think so. He's got to have a, he's got to have a year where he just turns back the clock and he's just awesome. Yeah. Which no, probably – I mean, he had 100 hits last year. Year before that, I'm, 94, probably not. You're looking at the active leaders list? Yeah, look at the active leaders list. Nick uh, Markakis, probably not. Yeah, I don't know who else. Uh, Elvis Andrews at 17-23 at 30 years old. I mean, he's not going to do it, but that to me was surprising. 17-23 is only 30. And he's he's up there with all these guys who are 36, 35. Elvis Andrews. Yeah, he, I don't think he'll be good enough to... No, he's not going to keep it going for forever. No, Altuve. So, yeah, Altuve is a possibility. And where's where is a uh, Trout? Trout is thirty six. Oh, okay, twenty seven years old. Yeah, he's got a shot. Um, Those are the guys right there. Yeah, and then it's like I, I looked like further down the list, and just see guys who were like. Harper's got Harper and Harper and Yelich have ten sixty seven ten seventy one. Harper, I'm telling you right now, Harper's not getting there. Twenty five max, twenty five hundred max. Fizzle, fizzling out. Yeah, he would. He needs at that pace. He needs nine plus years. They both need nine plus years at two hundred hits a year. So no, that's not. They're both both need. You know, obviously, obviously, you got to go into your late thirties if you're going to do it. Oh yeah, Uh, at best thirty six, thirty seven. Bogarts, if he stays healthy, you know he's he's ten twenty two and he's twenty six. Um, and a ways to go. I mean, yeah. Betts, Lind, Betts and Lindor, Freddie Freeman, fourteen fifty one. He's he's only twenty nine. Need seven or eight years. Oh, he's going to need nine or ten years. Oh, okay. Yeah. But I mean, but the, yeah. And what do you think about uh, Starlin Castro, sixteen seventeen? At twenty nine years old, Star- Starlin's at sixteen seventeen. <laughs> yeah, he's got a shot for two thousand. <laughs> hey, so yeah, some of the names did surprise me up there. But the, when when you see younger guys up that list, and when I said Andrews, like Andrews is ahead of Nelson Cruz, who's been playing forever, and Longoria, but Longoria's been hurt, and McCutcheon. Yeah, Andrews, he's just a solid, uh, you know, contact hitter. Because he's never really been hurt. Yeah, he's one of those guys that's on the waiver wire in fantasy baseball, though. Well, he doesn't do anything great. He hasn't really hit home runs. He's, he doesn't knock in 100 runs. He's probably like, what, 60, 70 RBI? Oh, no, he, steal, oh, no he, he, he steals some bases. I guess he's not really a waiver guy. He's stealing bases in this yeah, clip. Yeah. A lot of good shortstops, I guess, nowadays. Maybe that's the problem. Ton, ton. I think that, that yeah. might be it. And he's never had a, he's never had a 200-hit season, which is... I think he just started young, so '09 was his first year. He's twenty, he, yeah. Came oh, out. so that's that's part of it is that he started young, I guess. I yeah. mean, yeah, he's give him an outside shot. It's probably not. 
Yeah, he's gonna right. You think if he's not if he's not getting two hundred hits a year in his prime years, he's gonna have to play. He's gonna fall off until yeah. he's forty. He's gonna have to play until he's forty five years old. Hitting. Yeah, and being a sh- being a shortstop, and you don't hit enough yeah. to be a DH. Yeah, you probably don't even hit enough to be a first base. You know, move to first base or anything. So, yeah, probably not. Sorry, Elvis. Yeah. I tried. I wanted, I wanted to get Elvis Andrews in the program today. What, hey, what do you want me 2000 to do? hit club. There's nothing to be ashamed of there. No, nothing to sneeze at. <laughs> um, yeah, that's probably it. Yeah, I was trying to think about what, you know, like this year and what it's going to do. I'm 60 games. I mean, guys aren't going to have 40 hits this year. It's going to be, it's going to be crazy. Like the, like the, the, like how, like how low the numbers are. I mean, nuts. Yeah, the numbers are going to be weird looking back yeah. at 60 games. Yeah. <laughs> like who's gonna be? Like how many hits? You think who's like the hit leader in terms of just number of hits? Forget batting average. Uh, let's see. I mean, because you get hot, and it could be it could be like off kilter, right? So if you're really hot for thirty five or forty games, yeah. Uh, let's see. Like two hundred's a lot for one sixty two. Then one hundred would be a lot for eighty one. Uh, I. Give oh. someone seventy. Yeah, I'll, yeah. Give somebody seventy. Yeah, yeah. Let's see somebody get get hot. And you know, it's not like there's any pressure. I mean, it's less pressure, but there's no crowd, and you're just kind of going out doing your thing. And you play if you're in the AL East, you're playing all these shit teams all the time. <laughs> yeah, I would give uh, Lemayu a chance for seventy hits. Yeah, uh, someone got a wellness check on him or what? He's fine, right? Asymptomatic, yeah, please. as far as I know. Go take his temperature. Somebody. We get a fucking update. Like these guys, these guys get fucking COVID and they like throw a black bag over their heads and you don't see them again. It's like they don't exist. <laughs> <laughs> he's moved. Uh, last I heard, he's, he was moved to the IL, but I mean, that's 10 days is the IL. So he should, he could be back for opening day. That's all I'm concerned about, really. Yeah, get oh, him out there. Let's go. Yeah. Uh, is said to be asymptomatic, but you never—they—they're not going to tell the truth. And the guy could be on a ventilator; they wouldn't say shit. No, they can't. They can't let the let that kind of truth go out. And, and the kicker is, you need to produce two negative tests before you can come back. How many? How many days separated? Forty-eight hours, or? Well, I think. Well, I think the, they do tests every other day, so I would assume. Oh, okay, so forty. Okay. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I don't know if it's any different once you test once you test positive. I have no idea. Yeah. I have not seen one article written about Luis Sessa. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> no updates. Yeah. I bl- believe me, the, the the ALE teams are refreshing, looking to find out when he's yeah. Like he's asymptomatic, he's right? Come on, get him out there. Get him out there. <laughs> Opening day starter. <laughs> Uh, you know, only only one current Hall of Famer gave up a three thousand tip. Gave up a three thousand tip. Yeah. Was it one of the was it Gaylord Perry? No, no. Good uh, guess though. Back in the day, was it like an was it like in the eighties, seventy? I feel like it was back. No, this was in the nineties. Oh, I was in the nineties. Yeah. Shit, should have done my research. Bree, uh, who gave up a hit in the nineties? Hmm. I remember Gwyn I got his against the Expos. It wasn't it wasn't Gwyn, right? No. Uh Gwyn. Maddox? Was Gwyn it Maddox? Is. No. Uh, Tony Gwynn got his against a guy named Dan Smith. 
Yeah, I remember. Uh, I'm pretty sure Gwen got his against the Expos. Yeah, that, that sounds right. Uh, who else got one in the nineties? Was it? Um, oh, Eddie was Murray. Have... Eddie Murray got his in the nineties. Uh, yeah, it wasn't him. He got his hit off Mike Trombley. Okay, for the sake of a Hall of Famer, as there is. Who else? Oh, Yao and Brett. You said was it one of them? Nope. Damn, who the hell am I missing? Uh, Robin, yeah, Robin Yao got his a ninety-two off of Jose Mesa. <laughs> seems Mesa. like it seems crazy. Jose Mesa's pitching nineteen ninety-two, but yeah, <laughs> not as crazy as it was that he was still giving up big hits in like two thousand and eight <laughs> or whatever it was. <laughs> Could never nobody learned the lesson. Yeah. So there was a point where Seattle – we played Seattle in the playoffs, and I think they had Arthur Rhodes and Jose Mesa. Oh, man. Just get to the pen, man. Yeah, yes, please. Get to the pen. That's the name of the game. <laughs> uh, let's see. Who else got their 3000s in the 90s? I said yeah, Eddie. Yeah, we, didn't, we, we didn't even mention this guy. Yeah. Oh, we didn't mention him? Nah. We mentioned Boggs. Yeah, yep. We mentioned Ripken. Um, we mentioned Eddie Murray. I don't know. I'm out of. I'm out of guys. Uh, I think we did, but yeah, we did mention Dave Winfield. Oh, Dave, yeah, I don't remember Dave Winfield. Who did he get it? Uh, the team. Uh, I don't know. Jeez, I don't know what team this was in '93. He was on I'm the. Gonna, was he on I'm the Twins? I'm gonna say it was the A's. No, Dave Winfield was on the Twins. Oh, at the time. Was he off Eckersley. Yeah. All yeah. right. I actually, now that you said it, that sounds right. But no, I would not. I would never guess that. So oh, you did. You did. You did eventually. You well, once it. I had the team. <laughs> um, do you know who uh, will David Price become the second? No, no. Verlander. Verlander. Oh, Verlander probably. will probably. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, do you know who the youngest guy at three thousand was? Youngest guy, Cobb. Yeah, thirty-four years old. Yeah. And you know who the oldest guy was? Oldest guy to three thousand. Um, it was the first guy to get the three thousand. Oh, Cap Anson. Yeah, he was the oldest guy. Okay. Yeah, for talk about compiler, forty-five years old. <laughs> well, his his, his his like total hit count has always been disputed because back uh, in the day, like they used to count walks as hits. Oh, geez. he definitely yeah. he definitely has three thousand hits, but I think it's disputed whether he has, you know, three thousand or maybe like thirty five hundred. Because there's a big dispute whether they counted walks as hits back then. So, well, this this only has them as three thousand or eleven hits. Yeah, but there's other places you can they have them at more hits. I think. Really? Yeah. Uh, Should have done my research. No, I think three thousand eleven is probably the right. It's probably the right number. I have it right here on Wikipedia. It actually says uh, two major factors have confused Anson's precise hit total. First, a rule which existed for only the 1887 MLB season counted walks as hits. Oh, just one season. Okay. Yeah. Right. And he also played five seasons in the National Association, which is not always recognized as an official major league. So he's actually credited – with 3,011 career hits, but doesn't include his time in the and the National Association, where it would actually, if you include those, he has 3,435 hits. Oh, wow. Okay. 
So they have. Right. Yeah. And then the Elias Sports Bro credits him with 3,081 hits. So who, who the hell knows? I, I don't know. Also, Ty Cobb, I've seen him. I've seen his um, amount disputed, but only a matter of like two hits. Yeah, I've seen that too. Yeah, so. Yep. Um, yeah, Pete, Pete, Ty Cobb and Pete Rose, the only two guys in the 4,000 hit club. Yeah, I, I held out hope for Jeter getting the 4,000 until he broke his ankle. That was it. That would have been cool. I mean, still, six all-time is pretty good. So, yeah, yeah, six is incredible. Yeah. I mean, there's nobody nobody in his area even close to him. That's pretty cool. No, I, I guess mean, it would be... Pools. Pools, yeah. Two, well, Pools is not, it's pretty close. Pools is 240 behind him. And he's still... 260 behind him, man. Still has, like, seven years left in that Angel deal, too, so... <laughs> Seriously. <yeah. laughs> uh, Beltre, too. Beltre finally retired, though, right? I think so, yeah. Yeah, so I guess Beltre and A-Rod would be the other guys. Obviously, uh, E-T-Rod, I don't even know if he officially retired yet. Bring him back. Let's bring him back. Let him play. Yeah. Especially during COVID times, man. It'll be fine. 60-game season. Yeah, he'll be all right. He'd probably probably hit 3-9 in a 60-game season. Yeah. That's a good point. Yeah, bring some bring some old timer guys back just for the short short spurt, man. It's a Ricky Henderson, Ricky Henderson might come back. Why not? Yeah, he could do it. Probably in good shape. Ricky's three thousand hit was pretty cool. It was uh, the last day of the season. Oh, was it? In in one and it was it was Tony Gwynn's last game, and he hit a blooper uh, who, to who, right. Who was he playing for? Uh, San Diego Padres. Oh, okay. And uh, yeah, let off the game in San Diego. Gwen's last game, and uh, blooper to right, and he legged out a double, Hust- hustled for a double. <laughs> <laughs> Incredible, Ricky hustling for a double. <laughs> uh, hey, well, you know, he decounted doubles as a stat. He knows it was going on the back of his baseball card. He wanted that. Double. True, and he is he is up there on the all time doubles list. I think. Is he really? <laughs> I feel like he is. Cause we talked about that last show about Tris Speakers. Yeah. Tris yeah. Speaker. I feel like Ricky has a good amount of doubles, too. Let's see what Ricky is on the list. Wow. There's. Uh, no, he's down there. I made, made that yeah. up. <laughs> um, no, right, he is so down there. Do you, do you have the 3,000 hit club? Uh, the current list? With the list in front of you? No, I uh, I have the active list. Okay, I was going to ask you who you thought the worst three thousand hit player was. Not you, oh, I, I, you I, can yeah, say. I do actually. I, I do have the uh, who? Oh, the worst three thousand hit guy. Yeah. Um, let's see. Worst three thousand. It's. I mean, it's probably Biggio, right? Uh, I'd say, I'd even go as far. I'd say Palmero. Mm, Palmero Gold Glover at first. He could pick it at first. Yeah, well, Bishop could play second. And he played outfield too. He played two positions. Wasn't a slouch in the field. Yeah. And plus, I just don't like Palmero. Yeah, I'm not a Palmero guy either. Um, but, I mean, you'd have to consider Beltray too, though, no? Uh, yeah. Yeah, probably. I I like Beltre. I think I think he's a, I think he's overhyped, but I I like him as I think he's a good ball player. Uh, but yeah, I mean, as far as this list, I mean, this is a list of all timers. 
Uh, yeah, he might be. He might be down that list. And obviously, we can't talk about guys like Paul Weiner. Yeah, that's another. I, I, have, I have no idea. I couldn't tell you one thing about <laughs> Paul Weiner. <laughs> Nothing. Yeah, and it might be because I called this guy in the backside of his career, but I always felt Ripken was a little overrated. I think he was all about the streak. Yeah, see, Ripken was a good ball player. Yeah, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer. It's it just not on the level of a lot of those guys. Yeah, he he is hyped up a lot because he he was like Mister Baseball in the nineties. He was. It's yeah. t- it's t- it's tough to look at Cal without looking at the hype that was around him. Of course, man. That was that and was take consideration. Yeah, that was appointment television. That when he uh, when he passed Gary, that was ninety five. Yes. The, I think they were playing the Angels. You know, Chris Berman, ESPN. That was a huge deal, and um, I don't. Oh, I don't every, Every game, they pull the thing down in right field. And, yeah, yeah, I don't want to shit right. on it. Like, I don't hate Ripken. I like Ripken. It's just I maybe a touch overrated. You know, he that only had one no, – sorry, two 200-hit seasons. Yeah, that level of hype surrounding a guy is tough to ignore. Is Yeah, I, yeah, I guess he probably is overrated for that, yeah. for that reason alone. Yeah. And I know Jeter had that hype too, but, like, don't even bother putting Ripken in the same sentence as Jeter. I'll fucking no. – don't even, don't even do it. All right, it's not even close. They can tell you, Ripken, Ripken won an MVP, right? Yeah, they'll throw that at you. Yeah, they'll <laughs> they'll find all kinds of shit to throw. I think he won, uh, he won two MVPs, Ripken. Did he? Yeah, yeah. Cheetah should have won in two thousand six, but we won't, we won't even go there. He should have. He should have. They gave it to uh, Justin Morneau. Well, I was back. Well, you know what Jeter got hurt by, and it's funny to say this now, but he wasn't a big home runs RBIs guy. Yeah. I'd have to go back and look exactly what he had that year. And then now, nowadays, it's like they shit on those stats. You know what I mean? They were looking at on-base percentage and all these other war oh, yeah. or whatever, and they gave it to Mornoak. He probably went 30 and 100 that year, and Jeter, I don't know what he went. 1495 or something. I don't know. Yep. Hit 340. And now, nowadays, I feel like, like the year they gave it to, uh, didn't they give it to, um, they gave it to Altuve over Judge. Yeah. So that that yep. could also be a Yankee bias. I don't want to cry. I don't want to cry Yankee bias, but I think that definitely happens with those, with those individual awards. And Judge, probably Judge should have won that one. Judge over Altuve. Yeah. Yeah, because yeah, it was the exact opposite. Judge went, hit like 50 home runs, and Altuve, you know, had the high batting average and the 200 and something hits. It was the exact opposite of Jeter Morneau. Mm. So, that, yeah, fucking – that irritated me because Jeter should have had an MVP. And people like to throw that at him because he never won an MVP. Fuck you. Okay. <laughs> Whatever, man. <laughs> That fucking five championship. You got a fucking World Series MVP. Could suck his fucking dick. How about that? (laughs) (laughs) Oh man, two thousand six with fourteen ninety seven, and he hit three forty three. Okay, definitely the MVP. Yeah, come on, man. Definitely MVP. That could that could have been New York bias too, man. It was. That's what like, I'm saying. It was bias, definitely yeah. by. I gotta look up Morneau because I'm sure Morneau was thirty and a hundred. He was like your traditional, traditional yeah, power, slugger. power hitting first baseman. Yeah. 
He was he probably, more no probably hit like three twenty something like that because he was a good hitter. Yeah, he was what the MVP should look like, you know. So people, right, this right, is right. what our MVP should look like. Oh six, right? He was thirty. Fuck, thirty four, <laughs> thirty four, one thirty, and he hit three twenty one. I mean, pretty. It's a good year. It's a good year. That's a, that's a really good. But year, Jeter yeah. was the MVP that year, plain and simple. Yeah. And the yeah. thing that killed me is Jeter in two thousand twelve had one of his best years. 216 hits. That's why I thought, like, oh, he, he had a shot at 4,000. Then, obviously, when he snapped his ankle in half, that was it. Oh, you don't come back from that. I don't, I don't, I don't want to talk about that. We, we ended the first segment of the show on such a sour note. We can't, I, we can't talk about Jeter's broken ankle. No, yeah, that was <laughs> fucking depressing as shit. <laughs> that was the worst. Yeah, talk about you thought the train ride back from Stanford was bad. That train ride back from that game was miserable. Yeah, that was probably the worst. It was the worst train ride I've ever been on. <laughs> that was probably the worst. It was game one. It was the worst. That was the worst part. Yeah, and we just knew our life was over. Season was over. That yeah. Was yeah, that was, uh, that was a tough one. Certainly a tough one. <sighs> um, let's see. Okay, so we did the home runs. Triples. A couple, only, only two guys have triples. Yeah, three thousand each year. Ichiro, I saw that one live on MLB Network. Ichiro he did that in, I believe Ichiro did that in Colorado. I think it was in Florida. Oh, all right. I thought I, 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 I don't know. I thought he did I it think. in Colorado. Uh, I don't think so. Ichiro three thousandth hit. Uh, no, it wasn't Colorado. Oh, it was shit. I watched it today. What the fuck do I know? Off of Rusin, uh, whoever that is. Uh, Mollers, yeah, now. Mollers, I don't remember. Uh, yeah, it was misplayed in, I think, uh, no, maybe it wasn't misplayed right. Maybe, I'm, maybe I might be getting the two confused now. Oh, uh, okay. But just, yeah, busting ass all the way around. Mm-hmm. Um, Biggio, the only schmuck who got thrown out on his 3,000th hit. Oh, I I knew that was a fun fact. I, I didn't know who it was though. I remember somebody got thrown out on their three thousand hit. Yeah, it was him. It was an RBI, but uh, got thrown out. Tr- 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 thrown out trying to trying to stretch a single to a double. Yeah, he's really trying to milk the moment, you know. Yeah, walk, run back to the dugout, a slow jog. Stan Musial. Yep. The only guy, only pinch hitter. Only, only three thousand hit pinch hit. Wow. They're playing it. Pinch hit. They're, well, they're playing in Chicago. And the manager wanted to uh, hold him out for the next next game at home, mm-hmm. so he get it at home. But I guess their situation came up, and they needed him. He came in and uh, had a double opposite field. <laughs> nice, that's a baller move. All right, <laughs> yeah. Uh, that one's on. I think that one might be like the earliest one you could find on tape. Yeah, that had to be a while ago. All those, all those old ones are very weird because the Kim work sucks. Yeah. <laughs> Like the Hank Aaron, I think. Oh, Hank Aaron might have been on tape too. Like that was Stan Musial's was, Stan Musial's nineteen fifty eight. Um, but yeah, like the Hank Aaron one is terrible. Like the Clemente one is like really bad. Camera work. Like what's going on here? Yeah. Well, yeah. That's how it is. First guy to do it on the West Coast. On the was, West uh, Coast. Okay. Was uh, the say kid Willie Mays? All right, Willie. Yeah. And uh, of course, and of course, only one guy to get the three thousand exactly. 
Well, yeah. And under, and under tragic circumstances, Roberto Clemente. Clemente is like a name I feel like is kind of forgotten in the annals, if you will. Yeah. Yeah, he's not a guy you really uh, you hear too much about. He was towards the end of his career, so I don't know if he had too much longer to play, but um, de- definitely, definitely a big time, definitely a big time player. You know, World Series champ, won an MVP, actually won a World Series MVP. You know, batting champ, Gold Glove. Like he was a five tool player. Yeah, he had a gun. I heard. Yeah. And it's, it's it's always like his arm and like the way he hit the ball. He just was like a, just pounded the crap out of him. Yeah, I guess you're right then. Yeah, probably is a little bit of a forgotten player. Yeah. Because uh, he, you know, left a little bit. I mean, obviously, you know, left us a little bit too soon and um, had a little had a little bit more to give, I guess. I, I don't know exactly what he, what kind of player he was at the end of his career. Uh, yeah. How, know, how much longer he would have played. But uh, what was it, 70 – Two, he died. Uh, yeah, and they won. And they won in seventy-one, I believe. So he was on. I mean, he was a starting right fielder on a championship team. Clemente, if you don't know, our listeners don't know. He died. Uh, well, geez, he was an all-star in his last year. Well, that um, could also be. They, I don't know yeah, if yeah. Voting. Well, he was, you know, he was an all-star in the last four years of his career. All right. Uh, I mean, he batted three twelve. Is oh man, look, he's last his last four years. I know I love doing batting average, but last four years, three forty five, three fifty two, three forty one, three twelve. Yeah, so he was <laughs> still all right. He was yeah, he was definitely uh, still all right. Okay, yeah, not not a ton of home runs. Um, well, he wasn't. I don't under, think he was really a home run hitter, though. No, no line drive guy, from what I understand. Um. Led the league in hits a couple times, yeah. Uh, but he was uh, he was flying from Puerto Rico to Nicaragua to uh, volunteer. To there had been an earthquake in Nicaragua, and his plane went down on the way, and that was it. I think it was Christmas or Christmas Eve or Christmas Day. Yeah, don't do is, don't uh, do charitable acts, people. <laughs> never get <laughs> I don't think that's the, never get you anywhere. Just drive to where you go. Get get in the car and drive to Nicaragua. <laughs> yeah, right. Um, oh, yeah, let's look at his MVP season real quick. I think it was after the, they were good in 72 also. I think they went to the playoffs. So the Pirates were – I know people don't like to think of the Pirates as like – Never a sexy team. Never a sexy team, man. But they, they had a couple runs as really good teams in their history. Yeah, in my lifetime, yeah. they've basically never been good unless you count like when I was really young with the Bonds Pirates. Yeah, that team was really good, and they they that 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 team should have had a chance at some point, but the Braves just kicked them, kicked their legs off underneath them. Sid Bream, right? The, Is that the yeah, yeah, yep. And then obviously and the seventies, which I don't remember, Stargell and Clemente. We are family. That team. Yep, pops. Yep, yep. yeah. Uh, and then obviously they go back to like Honus Wagner and shit. It's like one of those franchises that's like got so much history, but. The last twenty five to almost thirty years has just uh made them almost uh, almost irrelevant to like a generation of people. Including just... me, who's like in my thirties and I like I don't remember the pirates ever being really good. Yeah, your lasting memories of the pirates are losing wild card games. That yeah, the McC- like the McCutcheon Pirates. Yeah. They won yeah. one wild card game. They beat um Quato in the Reds, but then they, they lost go... to the Cardinals. 
Did they play three of those in a row and win one and win only one of them? Yeah, they lost to they lost Arietta beat them one game, mm. like shut them out. They beat Cueto in one of them, like I just said, and they lost to the Cardinals. And then they lost they lost another one. Who would they play in the other? Oh, Bumgarner beat them, I think. Oh, that'll do it. Yeah, yeah. I mean, well, eh. they never really had. Uh, I guess they had Cole, right? It was Cole. I don't know if Cole pitched any of those games. I can't remember. But they never really had like they ran into some big. Uh, they ran into Arietta, Bumgarner, and I don't think they ever really had that guy. Oh man, they have, they haven't won an NL pennant since '79. Yeah, Orioles. Oh, they beat, I think I they mean, beat they the are. Orioles in both of their World Series in the '70s. They've been they're, 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 This is not going to be the year that they turn it around either. Well, sixty game season though. I'm not the sixty game season. I'm not <laughs> ruling out something crazy. Are the Pirates going to be our uh, our NL team this year? Yeah, why not? Who who, who they got? I don't know. <laughs> I'm not in baseball mode yet. I can't. I don't know if I can name a guy. They got that guy who got arrested. Felipe Vasquez. I'm, he had uh, was it the child porn guy? Yeah, that's not good. That's the first thing that comes up when I put in the Pirates roster. <laughs> That's bad news for the rest of the team. The <laughs> uh, guy was so sick of Pittsburgh, he started uh, going to some questionable oh, sites. Josh Bell is was a really good ball player, but he's surrounded by nothing. Gregor Polanco and Josh oh, Bell. Josh Bell, yeah, that's right. Switch hitter, Josh Bell. <laughs> I don't know. I, I like other than like the Marlins or maybe the Orioles. I'm not ruling out some crazy division winners. I might rule out the Pirates. Yeah, I mean it's a good division. That's the problem. I'll be rooting for them though. Yeah, I'll pull for them. Who's their <laughs> opening day starter? <sighs> if you could pick out one starting pitcher in this, it's just like a bunch of bullpen names to me. They're their pitching staff. Yeah, Felipe Vasquez is the first guy that comes up, and it's his mugshot. Oh, uh, yeah, it's not good. And man. he's, by the way, he's definitely guilty by the look of that mugshot. Oh, Thousand Chris percent. Archer's still yeah. on the team. Is he not? Is, is he? I don't think he is. No? Eh. No, no, he's not, not, in the, not in their official site, no. Oh. Where the hell's Chris Archer, then? Again, I think... I don't think Google has any clue how to deal with the Pittsburgh Pirates. Yeah, this is trying times, Google. Get your shit together. Where the fuck's Chris Archer? <laughs> he's previously. <laughs> yeah, it says he, yeah, Wikipedia even has it. He's. Oh, it says for the. Wikipedia has him for the Pirates, too. Oh, he had surgery. Okay. That makes sense. So I, get, I think he's still on the Pirates. He's just not on the active roster. Out, uh, out until 2021. Yeah. He fell off anyway. Well, uh, I mean, just, just very. Just oh, they got Joe Musgrove. That's probably right there. That's their opening day starter. Are we going to bet on the Pirates opening day? Yeah, let's see who they got. Pirates. <laughs> Pirates Cardinals. Oh, the twenty twenty one schedule already came out. Saw that. <laughs> no, did really? Yeah, Pirates Cardinals. Oh, you know one thing about the schedule that kind of bothered me a little bit. What's up? I want more day games. Uh, yeah, that's true. I, there should be, yeah. I was hoping they would treat the season almost like Little League World Series style, man. Just stack games all day, every day. You would think so. Uh, like, what yeah, better way and, to, like, get fans, man? Everyone, a lot of people are home, working from home. Kids are home. Like, just put games on. That's what the NBA's kind of doing, right? They're doing 
day games. Uh, NBA is going to be so cool. I mean, if it works, it's going to be very cool. Yeah, that's what I think baseball should do, man. Just have baseball on yeah. all all times, man. MLB Network always has a game on, always doing live look-ins all day. Like, I yeah, don't know. baseball. Ba- MLB never. I mean, they, they, they just have every opportunity. Fucking, every opportunity to like try and grow the game a little bit, just marginally, in like this fucking weird ass year, and not doing anything of sort. Nothing. They're still black. They're still gonna black out games. Like, what, <laughs> like, ridiculous, like that. man! It's so ridiculous. Like, like, remember we talked about a couple weeks ago? Like, hope, maybe they would give the the package away for free. No, no, not no shot. Not the case. No. Nope. Uh, and it's like, I don't know what the price of the package is, but it's it's like to me like sixty bucks, I think, uh, for the package for this year. I don't know if that's. I don't know. If, I don't know if that's it's enticing, actually. No. It's a tight. It's not bad. Yeah, it's not bad. Sixty bucks I hope, for this I hope, season. I hope, I hope I get it for free again. Well, that, that's always nice. But what the fuck does it matter if everybody's playing at seven? The it's also it's also one matter. of those things though. If you pay for it all up front and then they cancel the season, they're probably not going to give you your money back. No, they're going to ask you for like, oh, you owe some taxes for uh, the last two months of the season that we didn't do. <laughs> yeah. They're d- I, definitely not going to give it's you. Good thing money I just back. talked it out in my brain just now. It's like, no, nah, it's not <laughs> worth getting, just in case. But do you ever do like where you buy it for the last month of the season? Is there, I mean, is there any reason to? Because what the last month of the uh, season is always tough because NFL is starting. I always think about that, or at least before I got it for free. And I always thought about getting it, and then I was just like, well, NFL starting up. The Yankees are. I could watch. I, the Yank only race I care about the Yanks. Like, do I really? Do I really want this? So I could. I could watch how the NL Central squares up. No, I don't think I've ever gotten the baseball package. I mean, I've, the free previews I've gotten, I've gotten it for like a month before when I had DirecTV. I think we talked about that. When DirecTV, Always very cool when they do it, man. Always so cool when they do it. Yeah, I've gotten hockey. I've gotten the half-season hockey package before. I've gotten – obviously, I've gotten football before. Uh, I never did – only because, you know, I got the Yanks so I could watch them and I've just never really pulled the trigger on it. Yeah, it's cool to have, but uh, it is cool. It is okay. cool to have. Yeah, yeah but yeah, yeah. And I have MLB Network. You have MLB Network. It's just you can find a way to watch uh, a lot of baseball even without the package. You know, the package is great for if if you like. You know me. I'm like obsessed with fantasy baseball. Yeah, like, like I'm like I'm stupid with it. So like I, I don't even want to talk about it. So I'm such a fucking dork with it. Mm-hmm. But like having that on is very cool because you got like a couple guys in a game. Like oh yeah, let's throw this game on. Yeah, yeah. And I'm, I'm, I can watch your going, guy. Yeah. And it's more it's more than just like like I remember that kid Nick Senzel. Like I was had all kinds of hopes in this kid, and I was like, oh, he's you know, a prospect for the Reds. You're reading about him. And, you know, all you hear about is online is all the hype for Nick Senzel. And I watch the game. I'm like, this kid, no, this kid's not going to make it. This kid's not going to be okay. Yeah. I don't know. I, you know this kid, I, I, can, I can do without him. You know what I mean? But <laughs> that just takes a, little, you know, takes a little more. You're not going to get, like, those kind of – you're not going to watch Nick Senzel at bat on MLB Network. But I don't know if that's worth paying for the package <laughs> so you can scout your own guys. Yeah, no, it's definitely nice. Uh, it's a nice thing. It's a luxury. Yeah, for sure. It's a luxury. Sure. It's not a necessity. No. Unless you have, you know, you root for an out of out of town team. It's different. Yeah, if I ever moved, I'd have to get a package. Well, no, yeah, if I, without the Yankees, it's a, it would be the number one priority, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. All right. Well, I think that's gonna wrap us up for tonight, Ant. 
Unless you got anything else about, uh, I don't know, George Brett or Lou, <laughs> or Lou Brock or anybody like that. Mom, I, I'm out of uh, fun facts for the night. <laughs> I wonder, when did Rick Anderson stop playing? That's what I want to know. 2000 and I know he played for the Red Sox in 02. I've never seen him play. I would say 2000. Not- I mean, stop! I mean, stop playing baseball oh, altogether. Because oh. he, he played, he played like five years at least after that. Yeah, he played, he played like an independent ball. Then he played for like Bridgeport or something. I think he played for Bridgeport. I think he played for the Long Island Ducks. I think he played for like all those teams. Yeah, I, I would say like oh seven maybe. Ricky Anderson, Long Island Ducks. <laughs> oh, Ricky Anderson's independent league stats. Uh. Well, oh, first of all, this guy. Wait, what the fuck? This is really weird. Rick Anderson. Okay, this is strange. Oh, the Newark Bears he played for. He was playing for teams. In what year? What was like the last year? Oh, five. Oh, okay. Oh, so he only played like three. It says three seasons other. So, so I, yeah, so he put. I, mean, I don't think I don't think he, he might have played against Bridgeport. He might have, but he played for. Looks like yeah, I knew. I knew it wasn't Bridgeport. I knew it was that league, uh, independent league. Yeah, it looks like he played for LA. No, that's not. He played for the Dodgers last. <laughs> don't remember that at all. Dodgers. I remember Red Sox. Yeah, Boston, and then the Dodgers for a quick stint. Uh, and then Newark when he's 44 and 45, and then a San Diego, the San Diego Surf Dogs <laughs> at age 46, and he hung it up. I know he had like a million stints with Oakland. Yeah, always with Oakland. Always. Ricky in those three seasons, an in independent, in independent ball, batted 291. This is at 44, 45, 46, batted 291. Uh-huh. <laughs> And uh, let's see, how many at-bats do you have? 700 at-bats. Scored 174 runs. 22, 22 home runs. <laughs> <laughs> stole 62 bases. He stole 37 bases when he was 45 years old for the Newark, for the Newark Bears. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Just line it up. That's fucking great. All right. There you go. There's that positive note we were looking for. Yeah, Ricky Henderson. There he is. <laughs> Ricky Henderson never died. Ricky. Yeah. All right. <laughs> All right. We're out of here. Follow us at Sunday Poor, Twitter, Instagram. Uh, I've been giving you some good, not good horse picks, but the TBT, whatever that is. I got a guy who's been giving me those picks. So we're two for two on that this week. Uh, nice. Hopefully, two weeks from baseball. Cross your fingers. Keep your eye on the prize. Uh, and we will see you next week. Wash your hands. Wear a mask. Keep DJ LeMayu safe, all right? Yeah, please. We need him. All right. We'll be back on Sunday 4. Peace. Peace. Uh, what would you think, Kenny? Yeah. Good. Reminiscing. A little reminiscing about Jeter, 3000 Hit Club. <laughs> Baseball's in the air, hopefully. You better hope a cop doesn't listen to this. Statue of Limitations is up.
I don't know. Man. It's not, it's not murder. Does you, does you check it? Does you check the statute of limitations? It's not murder. Exactly. <laughs> murder, murder is the only thing that doesn't have a statute of limitations. I wouldn't. I just, Roman Polanski might feel differently. The guy's exiled. Uh, what? Uh, who was the chick with him? There was a there was a minor. I think you call her chick. It was a minor. Uh, oh, I thought she was famous. Uh, Is Roman Polanski the one with uh, what's her face? Sharon Tate. Uh, he, yeah, that wasn't her though. That's that that he diddled. I don't think. Oh, he got he got exiled for that. He. Not for not for anything with her, no. No, I mean for the thirteen-year-old uh... girl. No, no. Oh, I did not know it's thirteen. Yeah, that's that's not good. Yes, not three good. years after three years after making Chinatown, so you can still enjoy Chinatown. I think. Oh, I love Chinatown. I'm glad. Good. I, I never saw Rosemary's Baby though. Uh, it's a weird one. It's very weird. That's all I know is Rosemary's Baby in Chinatown. Who was it? Was uh, Cassavetes in Rosemary's Baby? I I don't know nothing about Rosemary's Baby. Oh, all right. Uh, yeah, Polanski uh, indicted on six counts of criminal behavior, including rape. Oh, it wasn't consensual? Uh, did he cause beer? What's that? Did he, did he pull a Cosby? He slip or something? I don't know. It might just be like a party, and I don't know. It's the seventies. Un- yeah. Unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor. Yeah, they go out of their way to not call it rape when that's the charge. <laughs> that doesn't sound great. No. Uh, <laughs> I got the mug shot up. Yeah, that's a, that's a creep right there. Yeah, he looks like proud of it in that mug shot. Not good. Yeah, he looks very smug. He's like, yeah, I did it. Very, very too smug for me. So he's still working, but where does he live, man? I think he lives in like France, isn't he? Poland. A citizen of Poland and France. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Polanski, uh, that makes sense. Yeah, I guess the fucking writing was on the wall right there. Yeah, wait. I'm on his Wikipedia page right now. He has a. Uh, does he really have a, a wall? Uh, ugh, fuck. What do they call the fucking shit? The star. What do they call that? Walk of Fame. Pro- probably. There's probably worse guys than him on there. How are? How is the mob not like upset? Uh, they go. They go after him once do in a they? while. Yeah, if he was he was removed from a couple things, the academy and. Uh, every time anybody mentions his name and like tries and say something good about him, pe- people attack them. They go after anybody who tries to defend Polanski. I feel like they should be digging up that star. Uh, yeah, I don't. Know. Yeah, they Christ. probably should. He sounds a lot worse than uh, Teddy Roosevelt. <laughs> what the <laughs> fuck? <laughs> Shit, learning a lot about Polanski. You ever see the p- the pianist? That uh, what's his face Brody? Yeah, he, no, yeah. I never saw that. Oh man! So he won. This guy was still making movies like thirty years after he raped someone, a minor. Yeah. Hey. Yeah. He pay her off. What, what happened? I guess he got off um, charges. <laughs> 
Oh man. She she uh, got nice she got nice yeah. check, I'm sure. Let's see, Bob. What the fuck's going on here? I mean, this is. I feel like there's just a lot going on here. I'm like, I'm trying to zoom through this, and I was like in 1977. Then all of a sudden, I was in 2003. Like, what the fuck? Yeah. So uh, as a result of the plea bargain, Polanski pl- pleaded guilty to the charge of un- oh, so he pleaded guilty to that charge: unlawful sexual intercourse with a minor. Undergo ninety days of psychiatric evaluation. That's ninety days. That's it. Upon release from prison, after forty-two days, Polanski agreed to the plea bargain. His penalty to be time served, long probation. His penalty was he had to fuck a woman his age. <laughs> what's, what's, <laughs> what's that from? That's something, right? <laughs> no, I don't think so. Oh. Oh, I thought that, that sounded like a line from somewhere. I don't remember what. No, it was just from my sick brain. <laughs> God, uh, drugging. I mean, drugging and rape. I mean, even Cosby, like, he drugged and raped women his age. I don't think you. I, I think he just drugged and raped women who he can get to come back to his apartment. Right, I'm not saying he had integrity. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just saying Polanski sounds worse. Oh, so I guess here. All right, so here's what happened. So, so, so Polanski was released to, to accept that plea bargain, and the judge apparently told somebody that he was going to disregard the plea bargain and fifty years in prison. That sounds so. Polanski got wind of this, and then uh, the, his attorney told him the judge could no longer be trusted. Uh, Polanski told Dino Durantes, "I've made up my mind. I'm getting out of here," and he got the hell and he flew to London where he had a home and then he went for then he stayed there for like a day and then went to France but then he obviously had to come back and make movies though no the pianist probably was filmed oh, over so, there oh so he had, I, don't think he's, I don't think he's ever come back <laughs> that's ridiculous what a fucking creep Jesus I mean he's arrested in 09 in Switzerland um <laughs> By the request of the United States, they, 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 I mean, yeah, I guess it's one of those things that's going to follow you around for a long time. I, I don't see it going away. No, I don't think so. Not that's in this climate. It. That's not in this climate. No. no. Sorry, Roman. Polanski has blamed Harvey Weinstein for the renewed focus on his sexual abuse case in two thousands and claimed that Weinstein tried to brand him a child rapist. Well, well I mean, Harvey well, was technically right about that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. It's pot calling the kettle black a little bit. But there's a, yeah, there's yeah, birds of, a lot of birds of feather stuff going on there. He's uh, throwing stones from a glass house. Is that how it goes? I'm not, yeah, this, yeah, <laughs> broken down. The glass house is shattered. Yeah. I don't know. That, look, I'm looking at his, I'm not that impressed with uh, his body of work here. His People movies? love the guy. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, like I said, all I knew was Rosemary's Baby, which I haven't seen, and, and Chinatown, which I love. I just saw that one a few I've, years back. I think I've seen Cold Sack. People really swear by his movies. I thought he was more known just. For Sharon Tate's husband. Not, not swear by him, but uh, I think people like his body of work. Eh. 
Yeah, he's been nominated for he's been nominated for a bunch of Oscars. Oh, really? I did not know that. Tw- he's been nominated. He for- can't come back in a set except right. No, got to accept via Zoom. That would really. I mean, I mean, most of them were in the sick. Most of them were in Chinatown. Yeah, I mean, let's see. Um, he's been nominated one, two, three, four times for best. Oh, he oh, did no. uh, Frantic. Three- I've heard of that movie. That's Harrison Ford. I have no idea what it's about. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I don't know. It's not. I don't know. Yeah, I just mean like I don't know if it's really worth uh, hanging on to the guy. Don't look at me. I'm not. I'm not enabling him. Right, as I'm saying, like why enable? He's you know he's he 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 had some good movies, but uh, at this point, you know, I mean, he's a rogue, right? How old? The guy's got to be in his eighties. He he directed a movie, or was he in it? What was this? Oh, the guy can't give it up. Directed a movie in 2019. You got to tear the jersey off, Roman. He's not going an officer, an officer and a spy. <laughs> uh, won the won the grand jury prize at the Venice Film Festival. Right. <laughs> he was able to accept that one. He was able. Jesus Christ! Wow. All right. All right. Well, before yeah, before we get off this poster, I got to see one thing. Polanski. I got to see if he's got anything in the works. What's 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 next for Roman Polanski? That's yeah, he's got a movie uh, announced uh, called The Stalking Moon. Wow! And no, yeah, no, uh, no real details. Won't on Won't give it up. Will not give nope. it up. Yeah, still working, man. The, stalk, the Stalking Moon. Any any big names attached? Nah, nothing. Nobody. Uh, no, it's all yeah, I guess you actors. can't really work, especially in 2020. You can't like really work with Polanski, right? If you're a big name, ah, uh, you could. I think certain guys could because they're like known to be weirdos like that. Like I could see, uh, yeah, you're right. He's 86 years old, born in 1933. Um, like a guy like uh, I don't know who's the fucking who's the weird guy. It's always like squinting. He was in Freaks and Geeks. Uh, like oh. Well, you can see him work French with Stewart. No, but I can see French Stewart working with Roman Polanski too. Yeah. <laughs> I guess. I mean, I, I, I can't see French Stewart working with anybody right now, but I can see him working with Roman Polanski if the opportunity presented itself. <laughs> Freaks. There's a million people in Freaks and Geeks. Like the like the famous one. The like he was a stoner in the show with him and Rogan. Frank James Franco. Uh, yeah, like he's like a weirdo, right? Like I'm. Yeah, well, he's got his people. own. He's he's been me too, like a little bit. Yeah, so I think people kind of have already tried to cancel him before. I could see him kind of if Roman Plansky was like, Yeah, I need you to do something. I want you to do something. I could see him being like, Yeah, yeah, he probably Roman Plansky's a genius. I'll work with Roman Plansky, but uh, I could see him totally doing that. Yeah. Guys like that are like, uh, I don't know, a couple of those weird old people. Yeah. I, I mean, the French actresses and actors are working for him no problem. So, you know. Yeah, it's just can't, they, cancel, they didn't happen cancel, on their soil, you know. Cancel French cinema. Cons, cancel cans. Cons, can't what is it? Cans or cons? Can't cancel cans, cons. You can't cancel it. <laughs> it's like the biggest it's like the biggest party of the year for those people. No, it's how do you pronounce it? 
You know, I know. I just why I don't know. I'm just uh, saying you can't right. cancel it. Whatever, whatever it's pronounced. So I'm going to say cans. I'm going to say cons. Con sounds right, yeah. I'm going to say it's cons. Yeah. The French are so <laughs> pretentious. There's no way it's pronounced cans. It's got to be cons. Yeah. That's <laughs> a good point. Yeah, all right, man. All right. All right. Well, until Monday, I'll talk to you. All right. All right. All right. Take it easy, yeah. man. Peace.